Part four of Told Under a White Oak Tree. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chuck Williamson. Told Under a White Oak Tree by Bill Hart's Pinto Pony and William S. Hart. Part four. Well, in a few days, the boss, he come and got me and took me down to the cars, and we started. We was going up into the country what Bill likes. Snore or some name like that. Anyhow, it's in the foothills of the Sarah's Mountains. I'm wrong on that name, but I'm doing the best I can on names. Well, our first morning in Snore, we started out gee it was a pretty country bill he told me it was the place where all the gold came from what paid for the civil war what my great-great-grandfather fought in we found our river all right and then i heard we was to get the water stuff for two stories sand and the toll gate and sand come first I had to jump off a cliff into a river while a feller on the other bank was shooting at us. Of course, the boss, he was on my back, and he sends me back out of range, and he dives under the water, fooling the feller what's doing the shooting, making him think he's dead, and the feller goes away, and the boss, he comes up, him not being hit at all, and follows the feller and gets him, and I, being lonesome for the boss, I swim over by myself and follow him. Course, that's all in the story. When we gets all ready, the boss, he says, Boys, I'm going to take the little feller in first and see if he can swim. If I jump him off that cliff and he couldn't swim, it would be curtains for him. Right here, I had my fun with all the boys standing round. I wouldn't even look at the river, much less get my feet wet. No siree. The boss, he tried and tried, but I'd shy away every time. Then the boss, he got down and commenced to scold me, and I said, Look here, Bill, I ain't wishful to cause no trouble, but I'm afraid that water will give me a cold in the head. But pretty soon the boss, his voice got soft again, and I knew it was all off. I had my fun anyhow, and when he got on me I almost jumped from under him. Getting into that river, I just played round in there, because I loved it. And when we came out, the boss, he kind of glared at the boys and said, Swim, that hoss has got web feet. I ain't going to talk none about going off that cliff. When the boss took me up there and I looked down, I felt about as warm as a gas stove in winter, with the heat turned off. I just shut my eyes when we went, and when we came up from under half the water in the state of California, was I glad? Gee! The boss slid off me to see if I was all right and I played round and splashed water on him to show him I was. I like wet, 
anyhow. Things too dry ain't no good, no how. If you walk on a dry board, it squeaks. We soon got all our water stuff for what I described to you afore for the sand story, because it was just play for me. I was just delighted in swimming high to show em how expert I was. If we hadn't been way under before, the boss wouldn't have been wet above his knees. Then we went to our toll-gate location, what they had picked out the day afore, and believe me, they were some pickers. It was a hole, a tunnel, or a sewer, right through the mountain. You can call it what you like, but that is what it was. It was about seventy-five feet or a hundred yards long. There was an overhanging cave where you went in, and the same where you came out. And then it just narrowed down to a hole, just room for a horse to swim, and a man to sit on him, and not bump his head on the ceiling. It was about six feet wide at the water level, and all through it, water was dripping down in a little stream out of the rocks. Bill, he looked at it a long, long time, longer than I ever see him look at any stunt before. Then he said, any ledges in there under water to upset a house? And Joe, the cameraman, he said, I took off my clothes and went through there yesterday on some planks lashed together, and I sounded all the way through with a pole. It averages eight feet deep, except in one place, where there's a hole about forty feet long, where I couldn't touch bottom at all. And Bill said, deepness don't matter none but do you strike any ledges getting out of the hole? Joe, he said he didn't think so, but he went through fast account of the current and wasn't sure. Then the boss, he thought a long time again, and then he turned to the boys and made them a little talk. There wasn't any joking or kidding now. They was some serious-looking bunch of cow-waddies, you bet. Boys, said bill this will be great for the story if we can get it in the story this tunnel is the entrance to an outlaw's cave and there's none of us got to go through and carry pine knot torches in our free hand so joe can set up at the other end and have light to photograph us coming through now you all got hosses as can swim but if anyone wants to say no they are free to do it, and no hard feelings. There was a little pause, and then Wolf Ferunda, the engine, he spoke up and said, Wherever you go, Bill, is good enough for us. And Bill, he said, Thanks, boys. Get ready. The boys all got off and did likewise because a hoss can't swim free if he's cinched too tight, and if he gets in trouble, it's good-bye, sweetheart, good-bye. When Bill got on me, and we was all ready, Bill turned to the boys again and said, Boys, come single file and eight feet apart, and no matter what happens, don't move a man or a hoss 
until me and paint is the other side of that hole what joe says is about fifty feet from this here end be sure about that boys cause it looks to me like a tough job the boys they agreed and bill and me started golly that water was cold and we was going against the current wow it was cold but i swum all right and pretty soon we hit a place where the water didn't hit me so hard but it kind of pulled me down and round whirligigs and i knowed we was in the deep place but i was swimming strong and easy and away on the other end i could see joe on a ledge of rocks grinding his camera he didn't look no bigger than a speck and then all at once something happens that made me feel like death my front feet hit a ledge of rock under the water and i couldn't find nothing behind to climb on right there i seen it coming you know we hosses can scent danger and see our finish quicker than a man and i tried to climb i tried i tried oh god how i tried right there i could see me a drownin the boss my boss what no matter how he ever jawed me his eyes always looked at me so kind and they're as blue as a robin's eggs i got my front legs way up and the boss he was quarter riding off on one side to steady me but i had nothing under me but that whirlpool of water a suckin me down i struggled and struggled but it wasn't any good and then i put everything i had into a mighty leap but i couldn't make it it couldn't be done and over i come right on the boss him staying right with me the boss has told me since then never to breathe under water but i didn't know it then and as we went down and down i just kicked and lunged i was strangling when we come up the boss was still with me how i didn't strike him and kick him to death i don't know but there he was with his hand through his cheek strap trying to get my head above the water oh i am plumb ashamed of myself now when i think of it i plumb lost my head i was crazy i was facing the wall when we come up and i tried to climb up it the surface of the wall was rough and i just dug into it and climbed like a wild hoss that i was until i come over backwards on the boss again because the top of the tunnel was just like a half circle down we went again and this time i felt the boss and knowed i had kicked him because i didn't feel him any more but i know he'll never hold it against me cause i was dying i felt all kinds of things and there was an awful roaring in my head and i know i couldn't move fast any more but i kept struggling and by and by i come up again the boss he wasn't there but just in a second he come up too about ten feet away from me i looked at him and tried to say good-bye 
and I made a sound. The boss says I looked at him, appealing-like, and called to him. Anyhow, he didn't try to get out himself. He came to me again, and he got me by the head, and said, God help us, partner. I'm afraid this is the finish. And that's what made me say, a little while back, that there is a God. And you bet there is, too, because as the boss talked to me, I got quiet and looked at him, just keeping my feet going to keep afloat. And the boss said, oh, and he has never talked to me like this before or since. He didn't seem to be talking. It seemed to come right out of his heart. He said, steady, Payne, steady. I ain't a-going to leave you, old man. If we go, we'll go together. Take it easy. That's the boy. That's the boy. Easy. Easy. Work this way, partner. Work this way. And then, all at once, I knowed that he was turning me around. And then I seen the light where we had come in, and the lot of figures there what looked like spirits. And then the boss said again, Now, old man, come ahead, come ahead. And I felt he was going toward the light, but I couldn't see much. I seemed to be going blind, but I kept my feet working and all at once I felt a lot of hands grab me, and I was outside, and I felt awful sick all over. But I see the boss laying stretched out on the rocks, and I pushed through all the boys and tried to nose him, and then a terrible dizziness came over me, and I felt like everyone was going round and round, and I was fallen and a whole lot of hands grabbed me again, and the boss was bracing their bodies up against me, and they let me down easy aside the boss. I knowed he was there, because the last thing I can remember before everything went dark and the sun stopped shining was putting my head on him like we always did when we rolled on the ground and played a long time after that, I heard the boy saying it was ours. I seen the light again, and the boys was all standing around, and the boss, he was down on his knees beside my head, and what do you think he was doing? Doggone, if he wasn't washing my mouth out with water and a sponge. Just like I hadn't had enough of water. I got mad right there, and the boss said, let him up, let him up, and up I come, and the matter I got, the boss just kept laughing and laughing and doing a regular engine dance, and then he just hollered, there's laughing this old boy yet, and then he put his arms around me and hugged me tight, and started to wipe his eyes again, so how the dickens could I stay mad? I just said to him, Keep your undershirt on, Bill. It's cold. 
the west is a big country and there's all kinds of jobs for all kinds of men and we was makin pictures and we had to make em so everyone held a powwow and it was decided we would climb over the mountain and go down to the other end of the tunnel and all back in and joe could set up just outside and grind on us coming out and with a cut to the interior of the outlaw's cave to cover where me and the boss went down to where we come out we could get away with it this is sort of given the picture game away to you kate and you too mule but when you've worked in em as long as i have you'll find there's plenty of heroics and stunts without talking about something what ain't and speaking of stunts the trip over that mountain about a quarter of a mile up straight and the same distance down straight wasn't no picnic neither i was pretty weak and the boss he walked and stayed with me because i needed help a little bit and we had some fun watching some of the other stock taken headers of course they couldn't help it because it would take a mountain goat to keep his feet what's that you say mule why didn't the boys come in and help us when we was drowning or throw us a rope why you poor specimen of mule flesh didn't i explain to you that the deep hole was fifty feet from the entrance and the only thing excepting god what saved our lives was that we was the only two in it with me kicking and thrashing round and you locoed fool if you knowed anything about a rope you'd know a cowpuncher can't throw a rope fifty feet on a straight line in a hole six feet across and not more than that high in the middle i reckon the only man you ever seen throw a rope was down a well with a bucket on the end of it <sighs> but the sun's getting low and it ain't too hot now let's go over by the house and steal some more leaves off bill's peach trees and if he hollers leave em to me there's no bonds like heart bonds come ahead the end end of part four end of told under a white oak tree by bill hart's pinto pony and william s hart read by chuck williamson columbus ohio 2012